Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC, and with me back again today is the Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. Hey guys, another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and we are very excited to have you guys with us. And, yes. and uh, man, coming off uh, another powerful Sunday, and um, man, again, man, it just continues. I hope we never take for granted what happens at Transformation Church. Surely at some point, maybe we do a little bit, but I, I hope that never like really sets in. You know, when we visit other churches, and, and Justin and I have both uh, started working on projects of our own, um, consultations and different things that the Lord is creating opportunities for, for each one of us. And as if neither one of us are busy enough, we decided to take, (laughs) we, we've decided we're going to take on more stuff. And in that I'm connecting with a lot of churches. And one of the things that I am noticing, um, is the things that happen at Transformation Church in regards to lives being changed and genuine transformation and and, uh, man, the Lord really blessing and man, just doing so much, uh, it's not common. And I really hope that we never get used to it. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. uh, I really hope that, uh, we continue to keep, you know, every, every, we have a phrase, you know, every number has a name. Uh, we talk a lot about numbers. I mean, last month alone, we had 40, four zero first time guests and 24 salvations, uh, which is just phenomenal. Many of them of which are getting baptized next month, uh, you know, Pastor Dan calls every one of them, um, and, and a lot of them are planning on getting baptized next month. So, man, just awesome. And so just seeing God do some amazing things in people's lives is pretty awesome. Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's it's far more unique than maybe we understand. And, um, you know, sometimes sometimes we may not understand it, but I, I just pray the Lord always captivates our hearts and kind of drives us forward on that. So it's good. It's good stuff. It's good. And so... Uh, yeah, coming off of this past Sunday, where we talked about role players, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we we pointed out how uh, you know for for many of us, uh, you know, it's it's kind of pre embedded in our brain, and I feel like it's worse in America. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's worse in Western culture, like Western culture, like. You know, this, like, <laughs> I'm the hero, everything's about me, mentality. You know what I mean? Like, does that oh, make sense? I do. Like, I, th- I feel like overseas, people have a better grasp on what it means to take up your cross and follow Jesus. Like, uh, and uh, not to say that there aren't genuine believers here in the United States. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm, what I'm saying is I feel like what people go through overseas – whether it's persecution, whether it's poverty, whether, or whether it's just saying yes to the gospel on the mission field, um, man, it, it, you really gotta, it's a big sacrifice to move to a teepee <laughs> or a hut and That's reach, a, you know, and reach an unreached people group. And, you know, the Lord has not called me to that. Um, but I, I believe that if he ever did, he has called me to do that on short term mission trips, but I've yet to experience the calling, you know, to, to move to Africa or whatever. I believe that if he called me to that, that I would go, um, and say yes, because that's, you know, it's better to lay my life down for something. Um, and so, 
I believe I would do that. But, but, uh, I believe here in America, people have bought into what, well, here's a thought, the American gospel. Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I believe that we've kind of bought into that. And so with all that to say, on Sunday, we talked about role players and how, uh, you know, we even use a phrase that God is not interested in in being a, um, in, in God is not interested in playing a backup role in your losing story, but he is absolutely invested and interested in letting you play a backup role in his winning story mm-hmm. for your life. That's um, good. And so, man, uh, God is ready to do that. And we, we talked about the story of Esther. Um, and going into this, I already knew. I was like, man, how how do you have a – how do you do the whole story of Esther in 30-something minutes, you know? And I think it ended up being 40-something minutes, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, how do you do that? And so we, we did our best to show, um, man, what it means to, to say yes to the Lord and be a role player because you know, God has so much purpose for us. But when we realize that our purpose has to be something bigger than us, mm-hmm. our purpose has to be something bigger than our story, then I think that's when we really can connect uh, into what it is that God is wanting to do in our life and through our life. Um, and so becoming part of something bigger, even the, the the quote by Mark Zuckerberg where he's talking about purpose, you know, you got that right there? I do. Yeah, what what's Mark say about purpose? Purpose is that sense that we are part of something bigger than ourselves, that we are needed, that we have something better ahead to work for. Purpose is what creates true happiness. Now you're a Zuckerberg fan, yes, Justin? Um yeah, I, I am. I think yeah, I am. I think he's in a little bit of hot water right now, but <laughs> but I think that's just bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, by, by the nature of the platform and what it's turned into, <clears throat> this yeah. privacy stuff, you know, all the yeah. stuff, the privacy stuff. I think that's just bound to happen. Um, oh, but I'm definitely a fan of him from just like a entrepreneur standpoint. He's a ninja. So for you, for you, is it is it? It's Bezos. Number one, Bezos. number one, Bezos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Number two, Zucks. Zucks. Mm-hmm. Is GV next? What do you Man, think? Man, so different. They're so they're on different. It's so different. Yeah, like kind there's, of a different sport. There's two or three different other names. You know, I forgot the guy. You know, founded Twitter, Instagram. Like, you know, what I mean, like there's a few other people that have really. I mean, even Uber. Yeah, he, all, all you know the difference between GV and them is 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 uh, he's not on that level. Number one, as far as wealth, income, wealth, and the size of the business he's created, and all that. Um, So I don't even consider him part of that. Um, Like, I don't think if 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 um, if Mark Zuckerberg had a podcast like GV, I don't think I would be listening. I don't think he's that interested. Right, right. But um, when it comes to what they've what they've created and built, and um, you know, and and Gary V talks. A lot, very positive about Mark Zuckerberg and how, yeah. um, you know, you, you kind of he's portrayed as this kind of introverted nerd, you yeah. know, computer like coder, but um, he, I think he's really in tune with people, you know, yeah, and yeah. that's what's making him successful. And you know, the changes with all the privacy issues and data breaches, that type of I don't know if that's like breaches are the right word, but all the privacy stuff going on with Facebook, you know, he's been releasing stuff talking about how Facebook's pivoting and what how the. You know, they may even be getting rid of talking about the news feed and how that's all laid out. It's getting more community based and hmm. uh, it's weird. But he's a, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, 
you knew something was special about him when he was like uh what 18 17 18 yeah and yahoo offered him a billion dollars for the first thing he ever created right and he said no I say the first thing. I guess it was Facebook at its earliest, you know, yeah, yeah. form. But um, I mean, he was offered a billion dollars at eighteen, nineteen, twenty, whatever it was. And he said no. And he said no. Like, boy, do you, you know? Gotta be some kind of special. Do you know how? <laughs> going back to this thing about purpose, do you know how in tune with yourself and your purpose and your like? But when I would have heard, bill, <laughs> billion, yeah, not like, million, sold. Like, yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, he said no. Like that's, that's just, one thousand millions, and that's just insane. And, and he was super <laughs> smart. It's just like goes back to the Steve Jobs or Bill Gates. I mean, he was he was at an Ivy League school in the top of his class and and left. Yeah, because he designed Facebook and said we got to be in California, we got to be in Silicon Valley, we got to be out there where everybody's at, where the where the action is. Yeah, and just dropped out. I mean, he's he's a couple. What he's a a year and a half older than me, two years older than me, and he's worth. You know what? Seventy billion dollars. Let's look it up. It's, I'll look it up. Hey, I got it right here. Uh, yeah. I got my computer. Yeah, because he's. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is just on. He's on another level. Jeff Bezos is in his own stratosphere, as far he's, as I'm concerned. He's a he's a year two months old. He's thirty four, and he's worth sixty five point four billion dollars. Sixty five point four billion dollars. So, so so yeah, um, he's my when it comes to those kind of guys. Bezos is number. I mean, Jeff Bezos was from Amazon. Is yeah. What is, is what is Bezos? Is it one hundred seventy or seventy? No, hundred. It's a hundred. One hundred and seventy yeah. billion. Yeah, he's. Do you know what you can do with one hundred seventy billion? dollars? Anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> like you can buy China. No, I'm li- just kidding. Li- like, literally. Yeah. You, like it's actually right now 151 billion 151 billion that's because of his divorce anyway so uh <laughs> he kept all that he kept he kept no, he, he did stocks right yeah, yeah he's kept he's keeping stock options off. yeah but, but uh but anyways yeah. yeah so that was uh the quote we kicked off with mark zuckerberg mainly because you know zuckerberg is such a i don't know to me he's such a rare breed and when we were going into the conversation sunday talking about role players um, you, you think about people that have accomplished great things in life. I don't, th- I don't know. And this is just my opinion. I think Mark Zuckerberg literally changed the landscape of what I, I don't just think he didn't just change it for his generation. He didn't just change it for millennials and he didn't even just change it for Gen Z, you know, like he's changing it. I mean, the world forever will be different because of what he built. Mm-hmm. And that's just something, man. Like, well, just, just the amount of, the amount of users on the platform. It's is, insane. If it was a country, it would be like, I, I don't know the exact numbers. I don't quote me, but it's like, it would be like the, I mean, how many, there's a billion active users. Let's say fifth largest or something like, <laughs> well, I mean, something. we only have 330 something million Americans. Yeah. You know, he's got a billion. There's something like a third of the planet has a Facebook account. Yeah. Insane. Uh, something crazy. And a billion people every day are on it. Like, it's unreal. And then you add you add in what Facebook has bought when you add they own Instagram. Correct. They own WhatsApp, which is not as big in the US, but it's big in, in Asia and South America yep. as a communication tool. Uh, WhatsApp alone has a billion users. Yeah. Like, it's, it's unreal. Like, yeah. it is completely unreal. So, all the scrutiny he's under, like I, I, I nerd out like when he was testifying in front of Congress and all that. I watched it, which was ridiculous. Yeah, I watched it. Or I say watched it. I had it up on my computer playing, like even in the office when I was working. Like I liked, I, I was listening to it. Um, but I mean the 
surely he knew he was onto something big when he was building it, but he didn't know he could not have foresaw this. So, so to have the weight, I mean, the amount of influence he wields yeah. Just by the nature of being the CEO of that company is is huge. I mean, that's why he's voted in whatever mag, Time magazine, you know, most most influential people. I mean, just the the amount of of weight that is on his shoulders, like it's just I can't fathom. Then it, you're trying to figure out how to make sense of it all with the privacy. People, you know, people sign up to give access, and then you know, a year later, everybody's complaining because Facebook's reading their stuff. Like when you gave them permission, it's but like, maybe yeah, you, you it, definitely it, clicked that box. You did, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like, is it appropriate? Is it not? Is it good? Is it bad? Like it's all these questions, but yeah, it's just it's it's unreal. So yeah. I like the quote about purpose because he surely seems to think his is connecting. You know, using technology and the internet to connect people and build community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and even Bezos, like, don't get me wrong. I think that he would have done what he did regardless. But you have to admit, I mean, a portion. And for those of you that don't know, Jeff Bezos is the owner of Amazon, founder of Amazon, um, one hundred and fifty-one billion dollars net worth, R- richest man in the world, richest man yeah. in the world. Yeah, like it's in, it's insane. But you know, even Bezos, I, I think there's a. De- there's a degree of what Jeff Bezos with Amazon has been able to accomplish that wouldn't have been possible had Mark Zuckerberg not found a fit. I mean, even down to data collection that comes through social media alone and advertisements in a place that uh, that a, a billion people are at every day, like those things correlating and working together. Like that, it's insane. Like so, and then so many companies wouldn't even be where they are. Some of them, yeah, you know, Amazon possibly without Google. You know, when when Google, when Google first started, it came out with their AdWord, their AdWords platform that that started this whole thing with ads and stuff using search and data and all that before Facebook was even doing its thing, you know, but all that, man, it's like, it just, it changes the landscape of a lot of things. Yeah. Cause I mean, when you think about it, I mean, Google knocking off Yahoo back in 2004, whatever, whatever. that was a, that was a power move, you know, uh, Larry Page, surgery brand founders of Google what was the other guy what's this there's what two of them were the founders one was the ceo i think larry page and surgery brain were the founders okay um and then what was the other third guy that was their ceo i can't remember now. About, uh pachai nope no 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 the first one man i can't think of it you can you can look it up but nonetheless yeah, yeah there's so many things that happen and so in the intro to the conversation, you know, on Sunday, an intro to the sermon on Sunday was that of Eric Schmidt. Schmidt oh, okay. Eric Schmidt, yeah. Um, was that of just like understanding there is a great there, you know, there's a greater story out there, and as long as we're trying to be the hero of our own story, it's unlikely that we're ever going to get anywhere. But as believers, when we sacrifice our story and say, you know what, God, I'm going to give you this. And I don't know where this is going to go. And I'm not even sure where you're going to take me here, but I'm giving you my life. I'm giving you all of this and do with it what you will. You can have it. And if, you know, if I die, I die. If I'm not known, I'm not known. You know what I mean? And I think it's even like, I think about this a lot. We're in Pensacola, Florida. There's a lot of people in Pensacola, 1,200 churches in our city, but still 67% of our county doesn't go to church anywhere. There's a lot of lost people to be reached. But I even think about pastors in like, middle of nowhere arkansas like church is 100 if they ever grew to 200 it would be just astounding because there's only 500 people in the town and like god calls someone to be the pastor of that church how 
because we're you know we concentrate on growth a lot like that's a big yes well <laughs> i want you to be a pastor but you just know your church is probably never going to grow past 200 well it's it's you know, well we know someone a real life example i'll use his name because it's not we're not um albert they yeah yeah, yeah. he's a pastor of a church dr albert yeah he's a pastor he's been on the podcast um yep. He's the pastor of a church in Flomaton, Alabama, which is about, um, I don't know, not quite an hour north of us. Yeah. Small, small town. Small. Um, and that's the hard part, you know, because he takes, he takes, uh, obviously, I think you, I think you can always grow. Sure. But that he'll, he'll never grow his church. I say never. Surely, I guess the Lord could do anything. Outside of God's providence. Yeah. yeah. He, there'll never be a thousand people at that church. It's just, it's the, the, the people. Not a thousand people around that church. <laughs> right. And there's, there's several, there's several like here in the Bible belt, you know, there's a, there's quite a few churches in the area, but, um, it's just a different context. And, and that's what I've read, like, you know, Kerry Newhoff on his blogs and his articles sometimes, like that's a discouragement. A lot of pastors, small town, r- rural pastors have is so many conferences and leadership podcasts and church growth stuff. Uh, sometimes they feel like they're not being spoke to because they're not speaking to me yeah. because yeah. like that just, I, I don't have, 67% of the county that's that's there that's available everyone everyone who lives here goes to church somewhere you know right, we're not right, trying to right, grow right, by right, right. we're not trying to grow our church by shrinking another but right. um grow and, by division and, yeah and it's just yeah. it's a, it's a small community you know so he focuses not so much on necessarily growing in num- now they have grown in numbers in the 5 years he's been there right, um, right. but you know it's shout focused, out to Dr. Al good job brother yeah and it's just Stay faithful it's focusing on you know um I use better because I couldn't think of a better word, but like getting better. Like, you know, how do we disciple better? How do we do, I think it, how, do yeah. we, how do we solidify, make sure people are using their giftings? He's, he's instituted things to help people like find their, their gifts and their calling and uh, people, you know, he's got a parking lot team now, like, you know, Come on. using, using that kind of thing. We're getting people out and that type of thing. And um, I think it, yeah. active in the community, all that. So I think it's about just being faithful. And then, you know, that's where we were going when we were talking about it. I think it's, it's being faithful to what the Lord called you to, you know, and, and, you know, we, we focus a lot on church growth and all those things and it's important. And, and that's the the lane that we're running in. And it's the opportunity that the Lord has given us because of the place that he's put us, you know, but even for some pastors out there that, you know, like rapid growth is just, isn't on your radar, but faithfulness is. And for many of you that are listening to this, you're not pastors, you know, you're just people. And you say, yeah, but so, you know, how does this apply to me? And, and it's the same word. It's about faithfulness. Like, what did the Lord call you to do? And are you being faithful to that? Mm-hmm. You know, so did the Lord call you to be a pastor? Maybe ministry is on your radar and you think that means you got to take a pastor position. I'm here to tell you that, man, you'll do more ministry waiting tables than you'll ever do sitting in an office as a pastor. Like, <laughs> bro, I got the, I, I just had this conversation. So, the whole college ministry thing that's popping off. Yep, yep, yep. So, Shout out so, to Leah, Ellie, Juwan, Willie, all them. Connect Pensacola. There's a new college ministry in town. If you're in Pensacola, it's called Connect Pensacola. Um, it's Check based. Them out. It's based all uh, off of the UWF. It's right now they're meeting at UWF campus, but um, the four people on their leadership team um, represent uh, UWF as well as PSC Pensacola State College. And then um, there was a, a group of guys at the, the gathering of the night. Um, four or five guys from PCC Pensacola yeah, Christian yeah. College, which that. was which was cool. I had a conversation with some of them. Really interesting conversation with these PCC boys. Um, was was kind of cool. So, uh, anyways, while we were there, so so just to give some context, real quick, um, couple girls moved into Pensacola, moved to Pensacola to go to nursing school at University of West Florida, and uh, they met and they've been coming to our church. 
And uh, one of them, one of the girls started a Bible study with their nursing cohort. And it just over a couple of weeks started growing from like four girls to like 18, 20, 20 people. Uh, I went to one that was like, I don't know, 15 or 16 people. Um, they asked me to come check one out. But anyhow, so they started this campus-wide, campuses, you, you know, these several colleges, college ministry. And they're going to meet once a week on Thursday nights at 730. This past Thursday night was their first uh, meeting, right? And I go... And I got there early and I was like, hey, you know, no matter how many people show up, because it was raining real bad and parking at UWF sucks, you know, so <laughs> you got to like park far and walk and then. Bigger facts. I've never been. Uh, right. So, but you know, if you got to walk, if you got to walk half a mile and it's pouring rain, you're just going to decide not to leave the house. Uh, so I'm not. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was pouring rain and I was like, oh man, this may hurt them. And they just had no idea how many people to expect at the first gathering of this, uh, this meeting. Right. So I get there early and I'm talking to him ahead and, and Ellie, Ellie, who's the, the leader of the whole thing. She was like, yeah, you know, I don't know how many people to expect. I'm real excited, but we're just kind of you know, a little nervous. Sure. You know, that type of thing. And I said, look, no matter how many people come, don't d- be discouraged. Just be consistent. You got the rain working against you tonight. It's first time, blah, blah. Just, just do your thing. And uh, we're standing there and then people started walking in. And it's like all these, fo- it's all football players from UWF. It ended up being 25 people total showed That's up. It's awesome. One so of awesome. the One of the guys that came is the offensive coordinator for the football team. Okay. So I'm standing there. You know, this, this whole college thing taught me something. Uh, number one is I always kind of thought that even though I'm 33, I look a lot younger and I could I could pass as a college kid. I was wrong. So everyone, <laughs> everyone could tell I was the oldest person there, right? Even the kids, all the college kids, even though like these football players are way bigger than me, you know, I'm tiny, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was obviously the oldest person there till, hey, until yeah. the coach walks in, but he spots me. He's like, Oh, another adult. Let was me it, talk was to it him. Shinnick or the offensive coordinator guys you're talking about? The, the, cor- okay, the gotcha, offensive gotcha. coordinator. Yeah. So, uh, I'm talking to him and it goes back to what you're, I, I said all that to get some context, but he is from North Carolina. Okay. He moved to Pensacola when the the year before the they launched the team, but when they were prepping. Okay. Yep, so he's yep, only yep. been he's only been in Pensacola a couple of years, few years, and lives like on campus or whatever. Him and his family, whatever they live like okay. right there on campus. Um, but we, he was talking about that. He was like, "Yeah." So Willie, the guy, the fourth guy in the leadership yep. team, yep. he plays football on the team for yeah, Correct. And um, so he invited obviously all the guys but knows that this coach coach man i can't think of his name eric chris something it's not chris um whatever his name is i i have to look i apologize but he comes over and he's talking to me he's like man i just you know i wanted to come out and see if any of my guys were coming i heard they all i heard willie invited them all so i just wanted to see what this thing was about show up and me and him were standing there talking and he was just like you could tell this dude had a heart for the lord and for the people he coaches mm. like bigger than we want to win this season and be the champions. Right. Like right, just right. in his, in his talk, you know, he was, he was probably like late thirties, early forties, you okay. know, but had a family just, I was talking to him for about 20 minutes. Um, super, super nice guy, but he was just, and we were talking about that. He's like, man, this is, he said the words, I just want the Lord to use me on the platform he's given me to Come reach on. people. Come on. And yeah. I was like, bro, I was like, that's the, you figured it out because so many people think they got to go into quote unquote ministry. Like right, it's a, right. it's a, a vocation, not necessarily just a job, like as a vocation, you know, yeah. an occupation, like for me and you, this is our occupation and it's our vocation. Correct. Um, but he's figured out that the Lord Jesus in him in something he loves and is passionate about, but he's using him. Like he talks to these, like 
all the boys that were there, they know, they clearly knew this guy was a Christian, you know, and he, he, it's evident on the field and at practice and all these things. Come on, yeah. Um, but I just thought that was cool because he figured out exactly what you said. Like, you don't have to go into full-time ministry. He's in ministry. Yeah. And he speaks to more people than me and you do. Listen. Like, individually, yeah. you know. Man, I told the Pipeline students, uh, I think I told them last week, and I might have told them last week and the week before that. Um, you know, I told them, I said, listen, I said, if you're waiting on a position to start your ministry, you're never going to get that position. Missed it. Because God only gives promotion to people who understand what their purpose is and becomes active in it before ministry opportunities arise. So, you know, and I, and I used us as an example. I said, man, when I was working retail and when I was doing consulting for, uh, sales consulting for these firms, I was doing in regards to one-on-one ministry and interacting with people and all that, I was doing way more of that then because you're in front of a hundred different people a day and you're meeting all these people and whatever. Even if it's not that many, like, even ten, you know. But, but like me and you, we come to work and we see each yeah, other. We're all and our saved staff. here at this church. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. It's like um, we have two yeah. pastors and two staff members, and we're all saved. Right. So, so it's like we, we don't we don't spend all day talking to the person who shares a desk with uh, you know yeah. across the desk. Can I tell from you us. about Jesus? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. No, that it just doesn't work, you know, and and. And so we, we actually have to go out of our way to find it. We do. In, in a sense, other than like out and lunch. about and all yeah, that stuff. But like we have to, we really do have to be more, more intentional where some people it's just like, man, you may work, you may have five people sit around you all the time anyways. But yeah, yeah. I just, you're right what you told them. And just this guy, it was cool to see this guy who just got it. Yeah. Like he totally, totally. Embra- embraced it. Yeah. That's phenomenal, man. And that's really, I mean, that's really what we're talking about. You know, Sunday we talked about Esther. Um, and how, you know, God was used Esther to accomplish his purpose, you know, and in the book of Esther, you know, you can go listen to Sunday sermon and really hear the whole story. Long story short, for the sake of this podcast, she got put in a position, uh, that was seemingly, uh, you know, unqualified, shouldn't have been there. It was all happenstance, but come to find out it was exactly where she needed to be for God to be able to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. Um, and, in a, uh, you know, a couple months, we're going to be doing a message on, on Providence and it's really going to bring to light even more what we talked about this past Sunday. But, you know, this idea that God is aligning us for a bigger purpose, a bigger plan than we even realize, um, you know, and so, you know, we, we, we called it the play by play, uh, on Sunday when we were talking about role players and in the play-by-play, we talked about four things that are important going back to the story of Esther. Um, you know, and again, if you want the full story, go back and listen to the sermon because, you know, it would take us a, a, a good chunk of time on the podcast to review that whole right. the whole story. But when it comes to the play-by-play, there's four things that we wanted you to know. And the first one, Justin, what you got? Yes, yeah, surrender comes before favor. The first one is that surrender comes before favor. Far too many of us are looking for the favor of the Lord, but we haven't surrendered to the plan of the Lord. And we can't get that out of order. Surrender is first, and then there's favor. And I, I, you know, I can speak for myself, and I know there's a lot of people that are in the same spot. You know, it's like, well, God, if you do this, then I'll surrender. And God's saying, no, 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 you surrender, and then I'll do whatever it is I'm gonna do. And it may include that, or it may include something else entirely. But surrender is the first step towards favor. Um, you know, and then the next one. 
The next one is obedience leads to authority. Obedience leads to authority. And so um, the same same notion there. It's like, so you want authority in your life. You want to have promotion. You want to have increase. Well, you had better be obedient before you're going to experience increase. No doubt. You know, some of us want, you know, we want to raise, but we don't tithe now. Mm-mm. It's like, well, nah, <laughs> that's not how the Lord works. Like obedience now. You know, tithe what you don't think you can afford and God will give you more. You know what I mean? Like right. that's just, that's the nature sowing and reaping. We got a new couple in the church and you guys may listen to the podcast. I won't call your name. You're new enough. I'm not going to call you out on the podcast, but um, a new couple in the church and they were uh, talking to me today and they're like, yeah, you know, last week when you were preaching, you talked about tithing, you took up tithing offerings and, you know, we, we, it was almost to the point that we, we didn't know if we could really afford to give our tithes. But, you know, we just figured, you know what, we're going to trust God here. And they gave, and literally the next day they got more than that back. You know, and it's just like, man, God comes through every time. Like there's, you know, God's not going to let you down. He's not going to go back on his word, you know, right. but he's looking for people who are obedient. Because obedience is even better than sacrifice is what the Bible says. So, man, how how is the Lord calling us? What is he calling us to? And how are we being obedient to that? And how we're being obedient to that or if we're being obedient to that will dictate, you know, the capacity that we get to operate and live in. So, um, and that's a really important next step for us to understand. And then the third one. Honor is the first step of being heard. Honor is the first step of being heard. Um, and how do you, you know, if you're going for a promotion, are you honoring your boss now? You know, if you're looking for a raise, are you honoring the Lord now with what you have? You know, are you generous now? Are you are you honoring your position now? You want promotion, you better be honoring your position. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want increase, then you better be honoring, you know, what you have. And far too many of your people are so fixated on what they don't have that they're missing what they do have. You know, and so... Um, and realizing, you know, that the Lord can, can do so much. And, and again, go back to the sermon, you know, he can do so much in our lives and through our lives. And even in the midst of chaos, you know, Psalm 23, he, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies and, and enemies. I don't think enemies always has to be people. You know, I think sometimes enemy can just be chaos. It can, it can be, um, concern. It can be depression. It can be anxiety. You know what I mean? Like anything that is deterring us from God's plan for our life, you know, God can set a, st- a table. He can give us a time of peace. He can give us understanding um, in the middle of all of that. And it's all central to this idea of honor, um, you know, and honoring where we are and honoring the Lord. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's a big part of it. And then lastly, there's timing. Timing. Timing is the key component to winning. That timing is the key component to winning. Um, and that's the one scripture, Justin, I will have you read. And that's from Esther 4.14. Is that right? That is right. Uh, and go ahead and read that for me. Then Mordecai said, do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So we have Mordecai is talking to Esther. Again, go back to the sermon. It'll make more sense in context of the whole story. But we have Mordecai talking to Esther. And he's just saying, listen, who knows? Uh, it, it, you're, resist, you're resisting 
what I'm telling you, but who knows if this isn't the only reason why you're here. In other words, you know, you're, you're, you keep saying like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I hate my boss. I hate my job. And God's saying, well, who knows? You may be like the salvation of 10 of your coworkers may be hinging on you being there. That's the only reason I brought you there. Like, if you're not going to do that, I might as well get somebody else in there. Right. You know? And it's like, how many times are we missing out on opportunities because we're not willing to be obedient? You know, we're not willing to surrender. We're not honoring the Lord with our position. We think we got this job. And the Lord gave us this job. We think we got this promotion, but the Lord gave us that promotion. But the only reason he gave it to us is so that we can do more for the kingdom. And so where is the places of surrender that it's going to take for us to be able to get there? So all of those things are just lining up and pointing us to that. But the the ultimate bottom line um, from Sunday had to do with this idea uh, that God is... um, there's, There's always a bigger picture. And if we're trying to be the hero in our story... Um, then we're trying to make God the role player and God doesn't come secondary to anybody. Right. God will always be the hero. God will always be in first place. God will always be the one taking the credit. God will always take the winning shot. Like he's that, he, we're the role player, right? And so that brings us to our final statement uh, from Sunday. Yeah, what I'm part of is bigger than the part I play. Yep. So what I'm part of is bigger than the part I play. So don't get caught up in how things may seem small for you. Don't get caught up in if you're if you're at that job and you just it doesn't seem like the Lord's opening a new job for you. You know what what you're part of is bigger than that small part you play. Maybe you're not getting the promotion you're looking for, but you know what the part that you're playing right is is insignificant or or it's it may seem insignificant but it's very significant in the bigger picture right so what i'm part of is way bigger than the small part i play and i'll go ahead and give you insight that doesn't change no matter what level you're at you know if our church grows to 5000 people the part i'm the you know what i'm part of will always be bigger than the small part that I play, um, you know? And so I mean, that's why I appreciate guys, you know, our behind some of our behind the scenes people, you know, even Justin, I mean, Justin, you get some stage time, yeah. but the, what, you know, what you do for our church on the back end is significantly deeper uh, and bigger than what's ever represented on stage. You know what I mean? So you don't get the applause, but the workload is high. You know, think about guys like Kyle, you know, oh, yeah. No Kyle. one knows who Kyle is. Kyle, for sure. I mean, Kyle puts in 30 hours a week for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? And no one even knows who he is. You know, yeah. uh, We put him on the website because we love him. I call him a staff member because he gives that many hours, but not because he receives a paycheck. Yeah. You know, And so just shout out to guys and some girls who really put in work. I mean, we got interns. You know, Some of our interns, like Charity, I mean, golly, uh, just constantly puts in so much work for TC. Why? Because they understand that it's not about the part I play. Mm-hmm. It's what I get to be a part of. That's right. Right. And so uh, when you understand that, you'll give more. And I don't just mean money. I mean, like, you'll give more of your time when you realize what you're a part of. You'll give more of your, your resources. You'll give more of your talents. You'll dedicate more. You'll become more involved when you're more concentrated on what you're a part of and not just the small part that you get to play. Um, that's, so, that statement has been on my Twitter bio for like two years. Oh, really? Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've had that. I, I've loved that. I've had, I, I like that saying a lot because yeah. it's so true. I, I The problem is I, I've seen it come from like eight different people. So I don't know who the origin is. So I just 
I don't. I, I don't, just became I, the ninth. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I create. I don't know if I, if I saw it and I loved it, or you know, it's been like I said, it's been on my Twitter. By I think it says mine says what I'm part of is bigger than the role I play, but same. I mean, same yep. thing. Yep, exactly. But uh, yeah, that's so that's so good. So yeah, man, we uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank y'all for tuning in, um, man. Coming off such a powerful week, and Easter is just a couple weeks away. That's what so, I say. Let's talk about that. Real yeah, fast. man. And invite, invite, invite uh, for our Easter services nine and eleven. We're still doing the same times nine and eleven Easter Sunday, uh, April twenty first, and then April twentieth is our Easter egg hunt, which is going to be a blast. Yeah, if you're in Pensacola um, for any of those, man, or even close to Pensacola, yeah, the Easter egg hunt's cool because. Um, we we have a whole special area for kids and families with special needs. So uh, we really try to do something special for the for for that for that group of kids um, that that makes it uh, where they can still hunt and take part just like like everyone else, yep. uh, but in a way that's so we have a non ambulatory area for the kids maybe that are in wheelchairs or yep. something yep. that um, we actually hang the eggs instead of have them on the ground so they can grab them and stuff. Um, it's just that, and we're going to do some sensory kind of specific areas uh, yeah. as well. So that's always really cool to get to, um, you know, get to serve that community as well. Uh, obviously, with uh, we, for those of you who don't know, we have a the TC Haven, which is a kids ministry here at our church that is geared um, for and, and, and for kids and families with special needs. So, yep, big place in our heart for that. But um, it's going to be a good time. So, so it's face painting, it's cotton candy, it's bounce houses. Yeah, Karen it's, and the team's working on tons yeah, of stuff. The man. Easter egg hunt uh, for Snow parents cones, is um, like age specific as well, which is cool. So it's not like your five year old is not going to be hunting eggs with the ten year old. Yeah, you're not getting trampled, right? So yeah. we, we break them up by controlled. by ages and all that. So it's really uh, every every kid gets kind of a fair shot in a sense. So um, it's a good time. It's all free. So uh, April twentieth uh, from ten to twelve. Uh, you can find it on our website. You can actually go to uh, transformationchurch.com slash events, and you can see information on the egg hunt and the Easter service. Uh, so we're doing that. So if you're in Pensacola, if you're not in Pensacola and you listen to our podcast and you're not part of a church but you're a believer, man, find you one on Easter. Get get in on one, man, and pl- plug into a local a local body somewhere if you're not here in Pensacola with us. Um, yep. don't, it- don't let us be a replacement for – true community you know yeah, like keep no, continue absolutely. to listen but man find you a good uh good um you know gospel center church and at minimum maybe if, if you don't go somewhere here's what i'll tell you at minimum host a watch party on easter at your house oh that's good and to, you know streaming you know you go to transformationchurch.com you can stream our service online host a watch party at your house invite six or ten people over do an easter egg hunt in your backyard for their families and their kids and host a watch party and man that's a that's a great way for maybe you just haven't landed on a spot. Maybe you're new to an area. Maybe you're in the military and you just moved into a certain town. So you haven't locked into a church yet. And, um, you know, what, whatever, just find a way to be a part of what God is doing and whatever that looks like. And if that means you, you want to stream our services and host a watch party and invite other people into your world, do that, man. But whatever it is, man, let God, uh, you know, bring God into the aspect of your life. Um, because here, here's what I'll promise you is you will never reach your potential. You'll never fulfill your purpose, um, without allowing him and making him, the key component in your life and so uh do that man. yeah and if you're gonna do a watch party man let us know uh shoot us an email transformation church well, yeah uh, we'd love to know th- visit transformationchurch.com slash contact and uh 
and send us a, send us a message and we would love to be able to talk with you a little bit about that and see how we can help. Yeah, um, we'll, so, even, we'll even mail you some resources that you can have at your watch party if you get if you get in early enough. We'll do that. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, man. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in today. You can find more about us at Transformation Church um, uh, online, transformationchurch.com. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. So uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, do us a favor, man. Subscribe and uh, and rate us and all that on, on wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps us out. So uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys uh, next week. That's good. Thanks, guys. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.